0: This is Ann Arbor Stories. I'm Rich Reddy. The city cops and the county cops organized a full-contact football game. The goal? To raise money to buy Christmas presents for needy kids. It had been a rough year, 1969. Before autumn even fell, the bodies of five young women had been found in Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti. Beaten, strangled, stabbed, raped, shot plus three other unrelated killings. They caught John Norman Collins that summer, known as the Michigan murderer, the co-ed killer, the Ypsilanti Ripper. The suspect was off the streets, but people still double-bolted their doors and tried to stay inside after dark. A football game to buy toys for kids wasn't the worst idea. They dubbed it the Pig Bowl, the Washtenaw County Sheriff's Department versus the Ann Arbor City Police. The Sheriff's Department called their team the Pigs, while the townie cops nicknamed themselves the Goats, probably because Pigs Team Part 2 would've sounded weird, but also because one of their own promised to bring a pet goat named Fuzz to the big game to serve as mascot. A full contact affair, eleven men aside, regulation rules. The University of Michigan adopted the Goats, outfitting them in official U of M gear, from the top of their winged helmets to the tips of their cleats. The then-Division II Eastern Michigan University Hurons outfitted the Sheriff's Department in green and white. But uniforms and pads weren't the issue. These men weren't college football players. Sure, some of them were former high school and college athletes, some were standouts, but only some, and only some. The majority of the payroll spent their days riding in squad cars and filling out paperwork, not toting the pigskin or tackling moving targets. The amateur novelty of it was likely the draw. A buck fifty a ticket. Fans paid to get into Briggs Field on the campus of EMU to watch these cop combatants knock heads for the pig bowl trophy. Of course, there was a pig bowl trophy, donated as a prize for the winning side. It was an old battered dairy farm cream can from 1913, about the size of a generous person's torso. It was used as a pig slop bucket at a nearby farm until the donor cleaned it up and stenciled Pig Bowl Trophy on the side. The teams held a half-dozen informal practices that fall. Ann Arbor Police Chief Walter Krasny and his goats practiced on a field in town, while Sheriff Douglas A. Harvey's pigs did the same at Eastern. Preparations led to injuries of their own. Sprains, charley horses, cuts, bruises, limping officers up and down the line. On a cold and rainy Sunday afternoon, December 7th, 1969, 50 men dressed in maize and blue and green and white showed up to battle. Heavy rain all through the previous day and night made the field a muddy mess. More than a thousand strong souls braved the wet and cold to root for one side of cops or the other. Both teams had mascots as well. The pigs brought a pig named DJ, and the goats had their goat named Fuzz. The Pigs and the Goats trotted out into the quagmire and gave the people what they wanted. Within minutes, both teams were covered in mud, their jerseys nearly unrecognizable. The Goats struck early and often, putting up 19 points in the first half through a series of long runs and deft passes. With the field conditions deteriorating, neither team could cross the goal line. The fans watched a deadlock second half. The back and forth of bruised, beaten, and increasingly tired men trying to claim victory after a rough year of losses, trying to escape the afternoon in one piece. There were injuries. A member of the sheriff's department was taken to St. Joseph's Hospital with a serious knee injury, and another exited the game with a severe ankle sprain. Most complained of some bump or bruise. It hurts when I blink, said one city patrolman after the final whistle had sounded. They raised more than $5,000 for toys, which were distributed that month to kids throughout the county. The Pig Bowl was a huge hit, and the goats displayed the trophy proudly at police headquarters. The next year's Pig Bowl was bigger and better. Tickets were sold across town, and the game was moved to Pioneer High School's Holloway Field to accommodate the extra interest. There was infinitely more trash talk and a series of high-profile pranks between the police departments as well. Washtenaw County Sheriff's deputies faked a ruse to gain entrance to the Ann Arbor Police Station, swiping the Pig Bowl trophy before the game. That a bunch of cops were able to sneak into the police station unnoticed, steal a giant trophy, then sneak out, didn't seem to bother anyone when the story was printed in the Ann Arbor News. More than 7,000 fans packed the stands for Pig Bowl 2, which raised $15,000 this time. The sides were matched similarly to the first contest— except that the Sheriff's Department added a young crop of EMU campus officers to their roster, who were each deputized to provide them with arrest power in their daily duties. The Pigs scored early, taking a 7-0 lead, but the Goats responded with a touchdown of their own. But the extra point failed, giving the Pigs an early 7-6 lead that would hold until the end of the game, with more and more cops from both sides limping off the field. In Pig Bowl 3, the Goats blanked the Pigs, and then won Pig Bowl four on a last-minute two-point conversion. Casualties on both sides piled up after every game as ticket sales dwindled and the novelty of the whole thing wore off. There was no Pig Bowl five. The showdown ended in 1973. And the fate of that big, dumb, dented trophy? We're not sure where the Pig Bowl trophy resides today. Maybe in the basement of an animal police officer. Maybe in the police station itself. Or maybe the sheriff's boy snuck into the station again and walked away with it, and the city cops are too embarrassed to admit it. Ann Arbor Stories is presented by Rumble Pack Media in partnership with the Ann Arbor District Library. This episode was written and read by me, Rich Reddy, with recording and sound production by Brian Peters. Thanks as always to the Ann Arbor District Library and their amazing archive staff who continue to help us locate and research these stories. Please follow us on Twitter at Ann Arbor Stories or drop us a line at annarborstories at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode or any of the previous stories we've told. Thanks again for listening.